0: This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is.
1: This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, th- playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat
0: breakfast, I'll f***ing pistol. And it's a deep to left check. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Come on. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. To Nick and Foles. it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside! It's Messi! winner! Winner! and waffle dinner!
1: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the almost world-famous wide open Sportscast, broadcasting to you live from our studios in the friendly confines of New Hope, Pennsylvania. Today is Tuesday, August 21st of the year 2018. It is 6.15 p.m. And don't forget that you can find us on Twitter at open underscore sports. And also follow us at wideopen sportscast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and tune in. Wow, that's a mouthful. I am Feds. I'm Rick. How you doing, bud?
0: Uh, doing all right. Dealing with some little health issues. But yeah, you besides
1: said you that, said you weren't feeling too well. Yeah, a little bit of sickness, but
0: I'm able to get out and uh, get going, so I'm all good.
1: Excellent. How about you, yeah. man? Uh, good. I'm tired a little bit. We officially have started soccer season at my high school, how's so that going? good. Had a first scrimmage today. looked good in the process, so it's just weird that school's already returning.
0: Yeah, how does that make you feel? Are you missing summer already?
1: What summer? What summer? Th- this summer flew. Yeah, it did. This summer flew. And unfortunately, it only looks like there's about two weeks of it left now, so... Let's make the most of it while we can, am I right? Let's do it, man. So, let us jump right into it this week. Get it on. Baseball. Still, eh, I feel like I'm still sharing the point that we talked about earlier with the whole idea that it's just tough to watch because of how many dominating teams there are between the three. there,
0: There are some interesting things that are happening. I mean... The Yankees seem to be picking it back up to try to catch the Red Sox. Which I knew
1: was gonna come. As well
0: as the race between the Astros and the Athletics.
1: Moneyball Part 2? Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, no, um, let's hit the uh one of the points here. Do you think that the Yankees can come back and make the AL East interesting? I mean, take it from a Red Sox fan, it's always coming. Like, it's always the Yankees always find a way to make it interesting, especially when we have two series with them in September. Especially the last series in Fenway Park, the Yankees always find a way. So even at now nine games up, after all uh, the Red Sox lost last night to Cleveland, they're not safe. I just it's that inevitable feeling that's been instilled into your head as a Red Sox fan. Uh, what are you thinking? Um,
0: I still don't think they're gonna make like. They're they're they they could definitely close it up to like three games, but I think the Red Sox at this point have enough leverage to win the AL East.
1: The uh, the big difference between them is beating lesser opponents. I mean, obviously the Red Sox lost last night to Cleveland, but when you look at the Yankees losing a series to Tampa and then Boston beats Tampa in a series. The Yankees are 500 with the Orioles this year. The Red Sox are like 13-1. and When you look at that, that's about six or seven of the games that were up on them just right there.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to look at the the last few games of the uh, summer going into spring.
1: The Yankees definitely have a pretty easy run coming up from the last time that I checked. When you're looking at the Yankees' upcoming schedule, they start a series with Miami, which again, you would think for the Yankees for how good they are, it should be a reasonably easy run-in for them, but again, they've struggled with last-place teams. Uh, They have a two-game series with the Marlins, and then they will go for four in Baltimore. Then they see the White Sox Tigers, and then it'll get interesting when they go out to the West Coast to the A's and the Mariners. But I mean, until then, until about September 4th, September 3rd, Labor Day weekend, the Yankees have a pretty easy run right now.
0: And I would argue that the Red Sox. I think the beginning of the next few weeks for them is going to be hard because they they still have the um, oh I'm sorry I, I mixed that up they they still have the Indians uh, Rays Rays can play ball yeah so the Rays can play definitely. ball so th- that's a little bit of a challenge uh, then they have the Marlins for as well two game series then the White Sox yep. The Braves that that could be challenging but I mean. The NL East isn't that great this year, so could we
1: just... did split with the Phillies, though, who are challenging the for first.
0: Phillies are up and down; they're very up and down. They and they went out to get like all these like rental contracts, like as Druwul Cabrera. Yeah, but I don't like they're very up and down, so they still have a chance to win. But let's get back to uh, the Red Sox. So they have the Braves, then they have the Astros. That's gonna be hard. Blue Jays not really that much of a problem. Mets not really that much of a problem. Yankees around unless the,
1: the Mets magically hit us for twenty five runs.
0: Yeah, unless that happens uh, <laughs> somehow. Uh, Red Sox Yankees uh, mid September. I mean, that that right there could be deciding if one of them yeah. sweeps that because that, then that's that'll be and speech. because
1: then they'll they'll see each other in the end. And I'm pretty sure that that mid September series is in New York.
0: Yeah, and then they face... I mean, then they face Cleveland again. Orioles, no problem. Then they face the Yankees again at the end of the month of September.
1: So, from what it seems, I think, like, I agree with you, as in the Red Sox still have the division pretty much wrapped up, but it's not going to be necessarily, like, cruise control, because no, it seems like when the Red Sox have a tough stretch, the Yankees get a little bit of an easier one.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, as if... If the Red Sox can keep their cool against some of these lower teams, like the White Sox, the Marlins, the Mets, the Blue Jays.
1: Which to their credit, they have done, which is the reason why they have as big of a lead as they do other than that sweep in Boston a few weeks ago is the Red Sox success against last place teams versus the Yankees. Obviously, it's not a losing record, but still failures, you would say, because it's a 500 record against last place teams that they should be beating.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, that could be their downfall there.
1: And the Yankees still have yet to get Judge back too.
0: Yeah, which is a very interesting complication because they screwed up his diagnosis.
1: Yeah, apparently his wrist was a lot worse than they thought. That like uh, like just last week he was apparently just getting back to swinging a bat underwater in a pool.
0: Really, that's not, I mean that makes sense because I I see like training for, for like uh, wide receivers doing that, but I I never really thought about underwater. Bats basically maybe? yeah an
1: underwater batsman huh. i
0: never i never thought about that but i guess that makes sense yeah okay
1: the more you know
0: all right
1: so i think we could pretty much put in the book there that the uh, boston's gonna be coming out here on top uh we were just leading to it a little bit moneyball 2 the sequel Looking like we're we're gonna have another great movie coming up, Uh, Rick. Who's gonna win the A.L.S.? It's a tight race. Uh, The Athletics got it to be tied, and then the Astros did a number on them last night, and the Astros won. So the Astros are up a game on the extremely hot Athletics. Uh, Who are you gonna take in that race?
0: Uh, I'm gonna take. So between the two of them, I'm gonna take the Astros just because I feel like. I mean, they won it last year, so they have the experience there. Uh, So, and I just think the overall players there are a lot better. So, I think the Astros are going to take it. But, I mean, at the same time, Athletics, if they're able to keep this heat up and cruise this in into the playoffs and through the playoffs. I mean, they could have a
1: home wild card game. They could have they a home wild card
0: game. And not only that, the Mariners are only three and a half games back. So you can't necessarily count them out. Yeah, and that's but-
1: another thing you have to add to the pressure for the Yankees is they're only five up on the Mariners for that last wild card spot. It's, it's been done. You know, There's still plenty of baseball to play. So it's not like the Yankees are completely out of the water for a wild card spot. Is, is it going to happen where they collapse and they miss out? Probably not. Like 80% the Yankees are going to get in it. But they're not only in danger of losing their home wild card game; you you could miss the wild card completely if you don't finish the season strong.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's not an easy road for the Yankees.
1: I just can't believe, like, where did this Athletics team come from? It's, it's I don't a, know. It's a, literally like these pitchers, all these people they've got just come out of the woodworks. Because I remember everyone looking at that division earlier in the season, even in like June, and saying, "Okay." Mariners-Astros, Mariners-Astros. The Mariners are keeping up with the Astros. It'll get interesting. Now the Mariners are three and a half back of both teams.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, to Athletics' credibility, it seems like every few years they, they're they able to put a team together with either forgotten players or just they they have a good farm system.
1: So, I mean... They just want a sequel to the movie, let's be honest now.
0: Yeah, I mean, even, even with... Even with like them signing like Jerry's familia, he's not even that. He's not the best closer, but,
1: but he'll get the job done.
0: He, he will get the job done. Fair, uh, Jerry's familia, when he was on the Mets, you either saw two things: lights out or blown game. Very, very few in between where he'd be in there, let a few hits in, maybe not runs, but hits, maybe a run. And, and finish the game.
1: I was going to say, I felt like a lot of times that I watched the Mets this year, that would happen, where Familia would be in, or even just over the past few years, Familia's in, he loads the bases with no outs, up two, and then gets out of the jam anyway.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just talking about this year. You either yeah. lights out, or let, let shit hit the fan. Yeah. So, but, don't really have to worry about the Mets, they're... Nowhere to be found.
1: But you know who actually does have to worry about the Mets, the Phillies. Yeah. Well. Yeah.
0: True.
1: Um. Will the Phillies' inability to beat the Mets hurt them in making the playoffs? Uh. Yeah.
0: Because
1: the Mets have owned them this year. Ready? So we. I had this in the final drive, but it's a stat that's fair to share now, Rick. The New York Mets are the first team since the 1800s to both score and surrender 24 runs in the same season. Whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> Still making history. I remember I was at the Red Sox-Phillies game with a few friends Wednesday night, and I was looking at the scoreboard, and I was like, is that 26-5 to against the Orioles? And then two nights later, they put up 24 on the Phillies. They scored 50 runs in two games. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know. Uh, apparently for like... They they drank Mike's special drink or special <laughs> sauce whatever it was fucking called.
1: The secret the, stuff.
0: Secret stuff. Mike's secret stuff. Thank you. Yeah, they they found that in some well in City Field.
1: Maybe that's where the Mets doctors have been hiding the good stuff. Yeah, right. Can we have that every game? Speaking of which, I saw David Wright's back for the Mets.
0: Yeah, he's uh he's in the D, uh, not in the, he's not in the DL anymore. He's actually doing AA stuff and Triple-A stuff, so maybe Maybe we'll actually see him play this year, and maybe he will. At first at bat, hit a home run. Then ten games later, he'll go back on the DL like he did last year.
1: I remember that. That that was actually that was pretty funny. I yeah. mean, not for you.
0: Well, well, I mean, it is what it is. At this point, it it it's hindering his career. Like it's kind of putting a shadowy cloud over his career, mm-hmm. and not it's not necessarily his fault. It just, shit has happened with his body. He can't keep up with it, but he still wants to play.
1: Hey, at least you guys aren't in last place. Yeah, we were for a little bit. Five games ahead of the Marlins. Uh, Who is the worst team in baseball, if you had to guess right now? Who has the worst record?
0: Who has the worst record? Uh, It's 100% the Orioles, right?
1: Yep, fun fact. The Orioles are 50 and a half games behind Boston for first place. Fifty and a half.
0: I wonder what's the most someone has ever been down in a division.
1: They must be running out of space on the Green Monster (laughs) for those numbers. Yeah, right? For being... When was the last time in Fenway Park you saw uh, one of the teams in the division 50 games behind whoever's in first place?
0: I wonder if they even have that painted up on one of their cards.
1: Yeah, they're they're like, God, God, making a few phone calls. Guys, we need your help. Yeah, calling in the paint team. So... Are you gonna count the Nationals out? Seven and a half back of the Phillies. So the Nash- three and seven in their last ten.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna sound biased, but yes, it just it seems like everything there is such a shit show. Uh, and it wasn't supposed to be, and I don't know what to think about it. I mean, it's. I mean, I know what to think about. It. I mean, in a way, I'm kind of happy because I'm not a Nationals fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing. Half as much better than us, but I mean, that's
1: yeah, for, you're for really division, not all that far back from For them. a
0: division that was supposed to be the Nash, like the NLE, so it was supposed to be the Nationals and the Mets this year. That's that's and what at the were start, saying. it
1: really was. Well, yeah, especially it was the Mets.
0: Yeah, the Mets came out so hot, but then it faltered, and now it's a race between the Phillies and the Braves.
1: <laughs> I still so, so can't help but laugh listening to Philly talk radio. The third day of the season, and Philly's fans were calling for Kapler to be fired. Yeah, and look at, and then he said, "I uh, had the whole guarantee. Well, we'll be above five hundred. We'll be a playoff team. Well, now they're only a game back of Atlanta, and if they could beat the Mets, who knows?" Um, I mean, they the if they were in today, they would make it in, right? No, no, it would not If the season ended oh, today no, it yeah. the wild card would be the brewers and the cardinals but when you look at this whole scenario the only team in my opinion in the nl that's really you could call safe in a playoff spot is probably the cubs because when you look at it look at the division leader so at this moment the again, cubs
0: just got Daniel daniel murphy from uh from the nationals yeah the murph
1: yeah uh When you look at it, again, uh, these standings right before action starts across Major League Baseball on Tuesday, August 21st. The Braves are a game up on the Phillies. The Braves lead the division with 69 wins. (laughs) Nice. Um, And then the Cubs lead the NL Central with 71 wins. The Brewers have 70. The Cardinals have 69. Then the Diamondbacks have 69 wins, winning the NL West. The Rockies have 68. The Dodgers have 67 a lot of nice teams in the NL right now, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh so one, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven teams right now in the NL, in my opinion, fighting for a playoff spot, and that's going to be the Phillies and the Braves. Because whoever doesn't win that division is going to be fighting for the wild card. I think the Cubs are going to hold on to the NL Central. To me, they're the only one that I think really ha- is going to lock up their spot. But then right now you got the Brewers and the Cardinals leading the NL wild card. You have the Phillies a game behind them. You have the Rockies a game behind them for the wild card, who are half a game behind the Diamondbacks in the NL West. And then the Dodgers are a game behind the Rockies, two behind the Cardinals for the other spot. So there's still so much that can happen down the stretch in the NL where at the AL, it's gonna be Red Sox, the Indians. And then the Athletics or the Astros, maybe the Mariners squeeze in, and then the Yankees will have that other wild card. This NL, I know we said it uh, last episode, this NL is going to be a blast on the way in.
0: Yeah.
1: It's going to be really fun to watch. If you had to give me right now, who would win the divisions and who gets in on the wild card, who would you say?
0: Divisions. Okay, I, I completely agree with the Cubs and the Central. Uh, i even though it's not a lock right now, I mean, they're they're definitely the most sound team in the Central. So I think that's pretty much a lock. Uh, I'm still pulling for the Dodgers with their firepower that they have there.
1: Yeah, you can't sleep on them. Yeah,
0: Dodgers, um, yeah, Giants are done. Padres have been done. So I think the Giants are Padres are
1: giving out $20 tickets for the rest of the season. Yeah,
0: that's so sad uh dodgers dodgers are done so that leaves in the west diamondbacks rockies and dodgers i think the dodgers are going to come back and win the west uh east that is so hard uh bias me i have no problem with the braves winning i've never really had a problem with the braves
1: i feel like the only time the mets really had a problem with the braves was the john rocker era yeah. Like the 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 '90s Braves with Maddox, Glavin, Chipper Jones, like that was I considered at that point the rivalry more Mets and Braves, but now I'd say more so Mets and the Phillies.
0: Yeah, or Mets Mets Phillies Nationals. That's more of a rivalry there. Uh, so I'm gonna say the Braves for the NL East are going to win it, uh, and wild card positions.
1: It's uh, such a tough call. Yeah. I don't See, think the Phillies will, because I feel like the Phillies, like you just said, are too up and down with all of these rental contracts. Yeah,
0: I I agree. I think the Brewers are gonna do it, and I think the Diamondbacks are gonna do it.
1: Hmm, so, another team that got really hot out of nowhere, the Cardinals.
0: No, I yeah, the, yeah, they're uh, hot right now, but
1: but I, I, they'll cool off eventually.
0: I I don't know about that, but I just I I feel like the Brewers are better than the Cardinals. Cardinals I agree with you on that. Well, Cardinals have had s- such hard hard year with, like, their man- management positions. Yeah. So they're they're not – that's the only thing that would be keeping the, me from having them in. Fair enough. So, because I don't know if they're – unless their new man- management positions are able to turn this team around like that, I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, they have, but I don't know how consistent it's going to be. That's why I can't—same with, like, the athletics. I can't fully be on board with athletics.
1: Right, because they who knew they could go 3-7 and seven their next 10 and all only know they're behind the Mariners again. Yep.
0: yep.
1: Man, can't wait for the run-in. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we jump into our next topic. Chris Sale said this week he plays for the best team to ever walk on the earth. Is this Boston Red Sox team the best team to ever play the game?
0: You're an ignorant
1: idiot. Ass. I wasn't gonna say yes. It's just what Chris Sale said?
0: Yeah, every every person that's ever on a winning team that is has the most wins for that for a team in a season. To be is honest, going to say that.
1: To be honest, I don't want Boston to get the Seattle record. Look at the history of every team as of late that has broken the record for most wins in the regular season. Did the seventy three and nine Warriors win the finals? No. Did that 116 win Mariners team win the World Series? Nope. How about this historically great Predators team? Did they win the Stanley Cup?
0: Nope. And the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, the Patriots got to 16 and 0. They didn't win a Super Bowl. I don't. I I I want Boston to do well, but I don't want them to break that record. You 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 have to be afraid of burnout in the regular season and try not to be ignorant here. Coming back down to earth. The Red Sox playoff pitching scares me. Has Price ever won a playoff game? No. Has Sale ever won a playoff game? don't believe so. No, the only Red Sox pitcher who has won a playoff game is Porcello. That's it. David Price said three years ago he sa- he was saving his playoff wins for Boston. Ha- hasn't brought it yet. Hmm. So, I'm just... Yeah, Trying to be a little realistic here, just definitely saying that the, if there is a kryptonite to the Red Sox, it's that their playoff pitching history is nothing special. And something that people have talked about for a while, they're all lefties. Sale's a lefty. Price is a lefty.
0: So, everyone's just going to put out the right the right pitch or hitter that knows how to hit off a lefty.
1: Right, exactly. So, So, we will see uh so that was some of our talk with baseball again you can reach out to us at wide open underscore sports Tell us what you think of our picks and tell me if you really think i'm an ignorant idiot like rick thinks i am um and you can reach out to us on twitter uh already said that i am sounding like an idiot now Mm -hmm. um you can follow us on soundcloud hey (laughs) um you can reach out to us on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, and iTunes as well, and SoundCloud, all those different places. Let's jump into the quote of the week. You had a hard time doing that there. I was just thinking so fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, the quote of the week, uh, jumping into our next topic, comes from a man who is on the path to his return. <sighs> Uh, he said, I think you guys see me out there. I have really no hesitations in the pocket when you guys are around me. I feel really good, but this is going to come down to if they feel confident in contact. And when that is, I cannot say yet from none other than Carson Wentz. Um, that is
0: our core of the week. Why feds?
1: Because Carson Wentz is cleared for 11 v 11. Brace yourselves, NFC East. Even though... They're saying it's still definitely really up in the air if he's gonna be ready week one.
0: Yeah, I mean at least they have an MVP uh, Super Bowl MVP quarterback in the uh, reserve.
1: (laughs) It didn't look like that Thursday night. No, it did not. Uh, They they were bringing up a good point that they were. So many Patriot fans had to be like, "Where was this Nick Foles in February?" I don't know, but it was it was interesting. Excuse me. I I almost feel like the Patriots played that game up so much. When was the last time you saw Brady play a full half in a preseason game?
0: He doesn't need to, but never. Right. Well, almost never. Maybe he the week three game. In his rookie season, he will... He, he Rookie season and the seasons yeah. after that. Maybe the five seasons after that. Yeah. He would play two quarters in, like, week two. Yeah. Maybe. Also because it was a little bit different back then. Right. But now, I mean... He, he, every, every player in the NFL trains so hard in the offseason. And that's the argument. TB12 method. And that's the, that's the argument with like less contact during these, uh, playoff or these preseason, uh, practices. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think it's right, but. The reason the reason why I don't think it's right is I've seen so many different injuries yeah. that have happened, injuries that shouldn't
1: happen. Notice that that was the cover of Sports Illustrated this week was. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. It said, um, "It said Carson Wentz and Odell Beckham and Deshaun Watson, and literally had all of the players coming off of big injuries running at the like running on the cover, and went through the entire list of every injured superstar and said the return of the injured superstars." Because there were so many people, Aaron Rodgers. There were so many people well, that were I'm, hurt last I'm, year. I'm
0: not. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about injuries in preseason. Mm-hmm. Injuries in preseason seem to have been a huge thing this year.
1: Oh yeah the the Redskins.
0: The, yeah, the Redskins are in a bad spot. Uh, what was it the the Vikings? They lost like seven people. Yeah. In week two of preseason.
1: Maybe it's all of these preseason fights.
0: Well, no that. <laughs> That's, that's a different thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Vikings lost, like, seven people. Like, three or four of them had to be carted off the field. Yeah. One, one guy broke his, I think, broke his ankle pretty badly. And some of these things, I'm not saying every single one, and I'm not saying full-on tackle football every single day for preseason is is the answer during these practices. But these guys need to be more prepared and somehow. They need to actually go through the motions. Now, to d- make sure that none of this shit happens.
1: Now, do you think that this is a direct result from the NFL removing so much contact from practices? Like, you can only have that's so many what, that's exactly, That's exactly what I'm saying. That right. is
0: exactly what I'm saying. Right. Like, with I understand why they're doing it to protect these players, especially with head injuries. But...
1: At the same time... At the same
0: time, if some guy's got to lose his fucking leg because everyone's tackling wrong in preseason games... Because they're not being tackled, that's career-ending right there. It very well could be. A couple years ago, I forget the guy's name. He was playing for, uh, I think Dallas. Well, he was trying out for Dallas. Lost his career.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you want? All, I mean, every every team in preseason starts out with like eighty guys, maybe more. Yeah, and then and they you have to cut down to fifty-three. 53. And. Yeah, it's, it, it makes it simpler to cut these people, but it's not good. Like, so many people are getting injured for stupid reasons. And I get, injuries are going to happen in football. I just think if they're not properly trained, more injuries are going to happen.
1: Especially with the amount that happened last year, which it was like yeah, absurd. I, I, I can't remember the last time there's a season like that. You can go almost go to every single team and point out a notable injury. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. It, it's, I mean, the way the new tackling rule is—if you want to quote Richard Sherman—the NFL is going to be flag football soon.
0: I mean, in a way, yeah. Well, the new tackling rule just—I don't think it's necessarily bad. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent against the new tackling rule. It makes sense on the safety side.
1: 100%, but, I, agree, I agree with you on that.
0: But the problem is when the, these players have been doing this for 20 years. Ever. I would say, yeah, ever. Ever since they were in Pee Wee tackling like this. I mean, that's the way they're going to tackle until you train them to do something else. And, and it's going to be a slow process from the college stages. I don't know if the college, do you know if the college is going to be putting in this rule?
1: So college has the targeting rule yes which is essentially that this is this is essentially like a different form okay of the targeting rule because for those of you that don't know the targeting rules if you line up a player in college or if you go helmet to helmet with someone you get flagged for a possible targeting it's a 15 yard penalty and just like in the nfl if it's severe enough they review it and you can be ejected
0: okay but my 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 thing with this is in in the NFL it's more even just basic tackles are being flagged for this, not necessarily targeting tackles like. What not
1: I've, that what I've seen in college football so far.
0: Yeah, so it's more it's more basic tackles of leading with the head. So if you lead with the head,
1: mm-hmm. then you're
0: gonna get flagged. But I you brought this up a very you brought up a very interesting point when this rule first came out on our podcast, and I still think it's been yet to be answered. Was yeah. Say a LeGarrette Blount, a, a hard nosed running back, he's he's leading with his head when he's going after runners. Why shouldn't that be t- flagged? Yeah. I mean, it's true. I don't, that, that may not be in what you said exactly, but that's what you were saying.
1: No, you're right. It's, that, like, no, that's, no, that's what you That's meant. what I said is if LeGarrett Blount or a Jay Ajayi or a Marshawn Lynch, someone like that, puts their head down, or even even though he's not known for power, he's. So far, throughout, squares known for everything. Say Saquon goes down and drops his helmet. Is it a penalty? Yeah. On the so, running back.
0: So that I the, I agree that's kind of the issue that that's an issue with this rule. It just seems like it's only defensive players are getting this.
1: And something that people have to understand too is a reason why you can't freak out is the refs are purposely throwing extra flags in the preseason. They they it happens every year. They purposely throw more flags. In the preseason so that way you learn what to do and what not to do they are purposely especially throwing extra flags on this um you know dropping the helmet rule so that way during the regular season you learn what you don't have to do yeah like you're not going to see and if i think if you do it's a problem but you're not going to see five flags a game for lowering the helmet 15 yards potential ejection if that does happen could have a problem. Yeah. But th- th- this is 99% the case that the refs are just throwing the flags just so that way the rule is getting established. It, it happens in every preseason. There's more flags than usual cuz the refs want people and the players to learn the rule and learn what you can and can't do so that way in the regular season, you're not doing it. And to be completely fair too, it's preseason football. You don't have the superstars playing. You don't have Julio Jones and all these other players playing the whole 40 minutes. You have guys, you have your third, fourth stringers out there running around. There was a reason why they're a third, fourth stringer. They're going to have a lot of flags thrown.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that that's obvious for that. Because mm-hmm. these guys are trying to do everything and sometimes too much doing everything.
1: But, uh... So, great to see the Wentz Wagon back. Um, we'll see if he's back for week one. If not... Foles did sustain a strained shoulder injury in the New England game, but he is back and he's going to be ready for Cleveland. And if not, they will have some of their other quarterbacks ready to go, such as Christian Hackenberg, who is now a Philadelphia Eagle. And surprisingly, the quarterback who has the highest completion rating of balls downfield out of any quarterback in the preseason, Nate Sudfeld. Hmm. Interesting. Don't look into that that much, folks. Yeah. Uh, So, something that's been a very hot topic of discussion is the curious case of Teddy Bridgewater, who's been putting up a pretty good fight in the Jets camp. Yeah. If you do ask me myself. The problem there is, are you going to give him the keys to the offense over Sam Darnold, who has looked impressive as well? And are you going to go with the guy who's coming off a near-career-ending injury... Or the rookie to start building your franchise. It's not like Teddy Bridgewater's done anything to get himself cut. He's doing well. It's just the up-and-coming rookie who's been prophesied as a savior of your franchise since last September. and people were getting his name on the back of jerseys in like August, it almost sounded like, for Darnold. Are you going to give him the chance and put your rookie star-out quarterback, who has done nothing to lose the job, on the bench?
0: Trying to see if the Jets have put out who their starting quarterback. I've not seen anything
1: yet. three, because that that is it is Jets Giants, week yes. three in uh, MetLife the Snoopy Bowl. For those of you that don't know, the Jets and Giants have a trophy that they play for every single year, the Snoopy Bowl. Really? Yeah, because that. Snoopy is the sponsor of MetLife. He's like the mascot for MetLife. So yeah, I knew that. They do a traveling trophy every year between the two teams
0: Hmm, interesting that's neat um,
1: I haven't seen anything yet I, I but mean, it just comes out every other day that it seems like every day that passes Sam Darnold has a more legitimate chance like at first they said it was a fair shot but it was probably going to be McCown or Bridgewater now it seems like a good chance and it's like it seems like his probability of possibly winning that job is going up every week
0: yeah well okay uh, let's see here Okay, nothing has been posted yet, so there's no guarantees there. I will say this though: I mean, they drafted Darnold for the QB of the future. Mm-hmm. They traded for for Bridgewater as for safety, uh, just to see it, like in case they needed him. And of course, old man McCown is there, um, who I would say initially was supposed to get the starting spot. I can't say for sure
1: right now. No um all so, three of those jets quarterback they haven't done anything wrong it's
0: almost like a beautiful problem to have yeah so i don't i have no idea all three of them have been doing fine from what i understand i don't know but i exact- can't
1: see josh mccown getting the nod being with his age it's its almost like I, you're I, trying to rebuild that team but you're, here's a, here's the 40 year old journeyman josh mccown go
0: yeah and i, I think it's kind of like the same situation of uh where the Browns are right now. I like I still I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be starting week 1 for the Browns. I'm pretty sure that's going to be what's happening cuz Tyrod Taylor's been playing great. And having Baker Mayfield behind him help him develop kind of like an Aaron Rodgers type thing mm-hmm. will be great for the Browns. Uh S- Sam Darnold, I almost in just in my mind, I almost want him to watch before play. Right. So, I don't think Sam Darnold is going to be starting. Now, there have been rumors about Teddy Bridgewater being traded. I don't know how true those are. I was reading one report that it's already been shut down. I think it was by the Broncos. Broncos have shut down that rumor already.
1: Because, I mean, who right now needs a quarterback when you really think about it? Well, Broncos, I would say. Uh, In case Case Keenum goes back to old Case Keenum.
0: He hasn't been playing great. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's at the proper level right now. Um That's a good, good question.
1: Because the Bills are already announced they're going with Josh Allen. I would almost trade Teddy Bridgewater
0: down to Tampa Bay. Have yeah. him start at least for the first four weeks. Because I mean, Jameis Winston, I mean, he's out the first four weeks,
1: and but he's also like, it's and it just seems like the Bucks are Kind of starting to distance themselves from him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he's screwed up. This is, like, his third screw-up. The mm-hmm. Uber thing, uh... The crab legs thing was in college, but, I mean, you still have to consider Think that. about
1: it. I mean, he it's is screwed a f- up. A few on-field incidents.
0: Yeah, on-field. And he is supposed to be the leader there, and he doesn't really show too many leadership qualities. He does at times, but then he'll get, he'll go, fuck all, and yeah, punch an Uber driver.
1: Yeah, or... I forget which defensive player it was who the Bucs were playing. He started a fight with him on the field when he was just sitting on the sideline and started yelling at him. Like, he wasn't even playing, and ignited a brawl.
0: Yeah. So, I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starting QB for the Jets week one.
1: I think so. Fair take. Yeah. Is Adrian Peterson the answer to the Redskins running back problem? Well...
0: seems like they're having a little bit other issues there i think that's a great signing because i mean he he has been injured he was injured last season he's he's had an intern uh, injury streak the past couple of seasons but i mean for a late signing that's not a bad one to have
1: definitely not now whoever said that adrian peterson no matter what stadium he was in was a bad late signing
0: yeah right but I mean, if he's able to stay healthy, yes, it's gonna he, he's gonna be tremendous for them, and he wants to be their number one running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he in a way they, he has a good shot because I mean they have a lot of people down right
1: now, and it feels like that's been the one thing that's always held back the Redskins, other than the one year that Alfred Morris was the led the league in rushing, and then they made the playoffs.
0: Yeah. So,
1: is it enough for an NFC East challenge? So I I think Alex
0: Smith there is. Is a great signing. I, I I had no problem with Kirk Cousins as long as everyone can stay healthy there. Because I mean, that's another team that's been hit with a few injuries. I mean, yeah, their running back went down. Matt Ayanais, some of the defensive tackle went down. They had a few other people go down. They need to stay healthy to compete. Uh, so yes, they will be competitive if they're if they're healthy. Because I, Alex Alex Smith is a very capable quarterback, and I almost think. If Alex Smith was in instead of Kaepernick, they may have had a better shot of winning that Super Bowl. Yeah. They just went with a hot hand, and I don't blame them for that. They went with a hot hand, but, I mean, it just sucks for Alex Smith what happened there. Right. So, Alex Smith, he did great. I mean, not great. He did – he's a very good quarterback. and He did good things when he was with the 49ers. He did good things with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think he'll do good things with the Washington Redskins. I mean, in a way – Right now, the Redskins are in a better QB spot than I would say the Eagles are. Just because the in, what's going on with Wentz and Foles, he's not the MVP caliber QB right now. MV, Super Bowl MVP caliber QB right now. Could be. It was only week two of preseason. So that's going to develop back. Wentz coming off a bad, bad injury. going to have to see where that comes back. uh huh. So, it's it's all unknowns there, but Alex Smith has been consistent. He's been one of the most consistent QBs in the NFL in probably the last 5 to 10 years. Even
1: if consistent means being a game manager.
0: Yeah, What's what is wrong with that? If that gets you wins, what is wrong with that? Nothing. I mean... There, I, don't, I don't like that term, game manager, because game manager can get you wins, and people downplay that so much.
1: No, I, I fully agree with you on that. It's like, would you rather have a quarterback who's reckless that who could throw the game away? Right.
0: Like, I would rather have Alex Smith than Jameis Winston right now.
1: 100%. 200%. Because I mean,
0: he could throw a game away. I mean, I there's plenty of other quarterbacks I'd rather have than Alex Smith.
1: But, Alex but there's Smith, also plenty of other quarterbacks I'd rather have Alex Smith for, than not have. You know.
0: Yeah, true. But all those QBs are not going to be leaving their location anytime soon. Right. If you think about it.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Because I mean, it, let, let's just let's just think of probably who you're thinking of. Tom Brady never going to leave the Patriots. If if Tom Brady leaves the Patriots, that would be that would be a nuclear bomb.
1: Yeah, that'd be more than LeBron leaving again.
0: Yes, I I think hundred percent yes. Uh, Big Ben's gonna retire a Steeler because I mean that's coming down. Uh, let's see, Wentz Eagles aren't getting rid of Wentz anytime soon. No. E- even if he doesn't come back as the same caliber QB, which I don't, I'm not saying that he isn't, but you never but know. I do
1: think f- it's gonna be a transition period. Yes,
0: it is going to be a transition period for him. So, yes, uh, Deshaun Watson is probably pretty safe. For the Texans right now, um, Carr. Nah, nah. Who's another really good quarterback? Uh, I, I mean, I've never really had a problem.
1: Uh, Garoppolo.
0: With... Yeah, yeah, Garoppolo. Yeah, he. I You're mean, not he, abandoning
1: he, that project yet.
0: No, dude. I mean, he just signed a huge contract and he's dating porn stars. <laughs> leave, leave the man alone. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. I mean, they. I, he, he's pro- he was probably the best that the Washington Redskins the could The best get. option there. Yes, and they Knowing saved... Knowing they a,
1: were going to lose Kirk Cousins.
0: And they saved a ton of money. Yeah. Because Kirk Cousins was going away for a shit ton of money.
1: And just and jacked up the market for quarterbacks in the
0: That process. is true, but I mean, I don't think what he did was wrong.
1: No. So, like he... Do I personally think Kirk Cousins is worth that money? No.
0: No, but I mean, he's yeah, a... But, He's How a very f- good agent.
1: Yeah. Oh, very good agent.
0: Yeah, so. And it's not like he's getting too many endorsement deals. If anything, he's going to get endorsed from, like, a local meat market in in uh, Minnesota.
1: Or by people from Iceland.
0: Yeah, maybe. Wait, is that actually
1: happening? No, just imagine, because they're the Vikings. Oh, yeah. I always think of that Super Bowl commercial with the Vikings jumping into the truck. It's like a Chevy commercial. It's them driving towards uh, Minnesota, and it's like the Vikings like crossing on the boats and everything. And then they get to Minnesota, you see the stadium, and then it says, tonight's matchup. And then they go, ah, oh, shit. And then <laughs> they turn they turn back around and go home.
0: Uh, that's kind of a kick in the face, but also pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Um. So, who do you think, wrapping up football, whose stocks are up and down, if you had to say? Who are you liking a lot in I I think you already answered part of the question. Case Keenum hasn't looked great. Yeah.
0: I mean, Nick Foles' stock is kind of looking down, but, I mean, not horribly down.
1: But, but I mean, honestly, as expected. Yeah. They're not running their RPOs and anything right now. You know, the Eagles are just trying to run a base offense because you're not going to give away that much in the preseason. And, I mean, you're the Super Bowl MVP. You're not going up from there. Unfortunately, if you are the Super Bowl MVP beating Tom Brady in the process, you've hit the ceiling, my friend. Mm-hmm. The sky is the limit. That's the limit. Uh, so I'm not surprised by that. Uh, what about Lamar Jackson? Says he's played at a high level.
0: I, I mean... He, he is, he's he's played at a high level, but he's played I mean, at a Fl- high
1: level with third stringers.
0: Yeah, and Flacco is not losing. That job you're not. No, you're so. not taking I mean, for the
1: amount of crap that they give Flacco. Flacco's not losing that job yet.
0: Yeah, I mean Flacco. Flacco has the the ability to be a great quarterback. He hasn't been the past few years. Ever since he won that, I would say ever since he won the Super Bowl. Agreed. He hasn't been that high level quarterback. But I mean, I mean Lamar Jackson should. Should be able to play at, at, at in a way that maybe
1: in the future.
0: Well, yeah, he, he should. He will be a starting quarterback at some point, and probably like a better Jameis Winston-esque mm-hmm. quarterback. So,
1: going with that. Nice. So that's some of our training camp talk. It's coming ever so soon. We have Week Three coming up soon. Uh, probably the highlight of the week will be the Jets and Giants game on Friday. The Philadelphia Eagles will visit the Cleveland Browns. Where are the Steelers going this week, Rick? Titans. The Steelers will be in Tennessee. Um, you can tell us what you think about our predictions at the Wide Open Sports Twitter feed. Find us there at Wide Open Sports. Let's jump in before our last topic of the week. Let's jump into what we were watching this week. And, Rick, I was watching possibly the sport of the future ice lacrosse
0: i saw a clip of that and it does look pretty intense. as
1: someone who who's played lacrosse high school college and, and then i played hockey and you played hockey and as me being someone who thoroughly enjoys the game of hockey it looked like that could be a lot of fun
0: yeah i it's always interesting to watch the like two different sto- sports be put together like i i like watching videos of you ever see i don't know what it's called but it's a mix between soccer and tennis. Yes, I and and pretty much what that is, it's a training exercise for all different types of sports. But it's like fun to watch because it's very interesting.
1: Yeah, foot tennis is a lot of fun. Or even you can do um, we did head tennis with our defenders for soccer the other day. Yeah, and just take a table, and go boink.
0: Well, they actually there's actually uh like specially made ping pong tables yeah. for that, so they curve down. So oh, that's for, cool. For head ping pong. So it's 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 a soccer ball with a with a net. I think it's a little bit bigger. Yeah. But it's a it's a net. It's the same size as a ping pong table, maybe a little bit longer and it's like curved downish.
1: That's sick.
0: Yeah, so that's fun to watch.
1: What were you watching this week?
0: Hard knocks, man. I uh trying to get back into I mean, not trying to. I am back into football right now. One of my favorite sports. And I always even even if the season of hard knocks isn't that great? Like last year's was the Tampa Bay Bucks, and that I, in my opinion, that wasn't the best season. This season's been a lot more interesting to watch. Maybe it's just because, uh, AFC North, I'm very interested in what's going on with the AFC North.
1: Yeah, I need to start watching that.
0: Oh, dude, it's great, it is a lot of fun. You have HBO, so you can you can catch up on all the ep- new episodes.
1: I heard that this was a good episode because of uh, Des Bryant.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So that. that so, yeah, I'm going to be watching that tonight. And yeah, I watched it last week. Actually, before the first se- the first episode of the new season, I re-watched the first-ever Hard Knocks. I found it online. I watched the first-ever Hard Knocks, uh, which was the 2001 Ravens. What? Mm-hmm. The Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2000, right? Was it 2000 or 2001?
1: 2001.
0: But- okay, so it was the 2002 Ravens. Uh, so... I watched that, and that, that was fun. It was way different than way the what it is now, but also, it's actually, it's actually kind of funny watching that very old-school type of training because, like, first day, they had on pads, and they were hitting each other. Now, it's a very much, a lot, a lot, a lot different. Much, a lot, a lot different? Well, wow, good English, Rick. Very different nowadays,
1: the, that, that Ravens team was the 2000-2001 Ravens. They won Super Bowl thirty five against the Giants.
0: Right. So it would be the 2002 Ravens, like, preseason. Okay. So that that was a fun fun one to
1: watch. Yeah, I should really get into that more. Yeah, man. Um, Rick, it's back in our arms. The Premier League has returned, ladies and gentlemen. So real quick, let's look at some of the top questions posing the league this year. Uh, again, the league started two weeks ago and has been back in action for a little while. If you are taking a look at the current league standings, things are as people would have expected at the top. With six points all leading the way so far, two teams in are Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Watford, Spurs, and Bournemouth. Everton with four points and seventh and eight with three points is Leicester, Manchester United, Crystal Palace, and Brighton. With a single point is Newcastle, Southampton, Wolverhampton, Burnley, and Cardiff, and then still seeking for a win this year. Fulham, West Ham, Huddersfield, and the Arsenal. <laughs> uh, so... Rick, here's my question for you, especially for you as a Liverpool guy. Do you truly think it's going to be a two-horse race between Manchester City and Liverpool for the title, or do you think someone else can sneak in? Uh,
0: I think someone else can sneak in. I, 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 I would like it to be, too, but I, for me, I <laughs> kind of like how you feel about the Boston Red Sox. I always feel like the Liverpool can slip it up. Because I've,
1: I've, been, I've been... Klopp has I've, never won a cup final. Yeah,
0: and that and also... <laughs> I mean, what was it, 2014, when they completely blew it up, when they should have won?
1: Yes, uh, they, were, they were winning against Crystal Palace, who they actually beat yesterday. Yeah, they 2-0. did. 2-0. Um, and it was funny, because it was a Monday night in Crystal Palace. They were up 3 nothing with 10 minutes to go, and if they won the game, they won the league. And they tied 3-3. They gave up three goals in the last 10 minutes.
0: I, rem- I remember, because that, uh, where the hell was I?
1: We were definitely in Sigep because that was our senior year of college.
0: No, you know, I was at, I was, I was watching it at some sort of happy hour because it was a three p.m. game. Yeah, it was at. Oh, I was watching it on the border happy hour, which has great
1: margaritas. Nice. Oh, yes, they do. I love <laughs> their great margaritas for
0: margaritas happy. The, hour. the loaded Corona. Yeah, man, and I, I had probably one or two more after like standing there at the bar watching it, and my my friend at the time, Matt Castarina. We were both standing there and just, like, we're so fucking disappointed.
1: I remember, uh, whenever Liverpool used to score, he he lived next to me in Siget. Whenever Liverpool scored, he would bang on the wall. Oh, did he? So I knew every time Liverpool scored, no matter what time it was, what was going on, it could be 6 a.m. in the morning and he'd be banging on my wall if Liverpool scored. Nice. Um so i I personally do think it will be a two-man race between manchester city and liverpool just because i don't see the strength in the rest of the sides uh manchester city looks like they're also another great start again although they lost kevin de bruyne for three months because of a knee injury but when you're manchester city you only have nine other world-class players you can bring off the bench so don't feel it but it could be a lot worse uh, Liverpool definitely got some big reinforcements. Keita um, looks like a phenomenal signing for you guys. If you're watching him as a defensive midfielder, he looks like he's been great. Um, Salah's already off the mark. So is Mane, Allison, and Goal. I think I think Liverpool will push them. I, I can't say who's going to win yet because Liverpool has a great, great record against Manchester City. And it is difficult to win the league twice. The last... Team to win the Premier League twice were the Sir Alex Ferguson Manchester United team, which are some of the greatest teams ever assembled. Yeah. Uh, which London-based club do you think will find better success in their rebuilds? Chelsea, who is f- actually trying to play exciting football now. Um, b- behind Mourinho and Antonio Conte, they played a lot more defensive counterattacking style. But now with Maurizio Sarri playing Sarri ball. Which is a lot more fast-paced, up-tempo game. Uh, They're off to a 2-0 start. They beat Arsenal 3-2 on Saturday. And then Arsenal has Unai Emery, former winner of the league in La Liga. He's won with PSG before. But I think he has too much of a project at hand. Arsenal brought in a lot of new players. And it's very difficult after having 21 years of a manager with Arsenal having Arsene Wenger, it is so difficult to adjust. Because when you look at those Manchester United teams after Fergie left, yeah, David Dave and who came in, and Manchester United finished like ninth. Yeah. So, I do think Chelsea look like a more, the more promising side. I think Arsenal's definitely in for a much longer rebuild process with Emery, where Chelsea's really picked up right where they left off, but Chelsea's already had the players. Be mm-hmm. interesting. Um, Jose Mourinho can be the only man who could save Manchester United from themselves. Why do you, he, you say that? Because Mourinho just—he's ever since the season started, he's saying it's going to be a difficult season. We haven't signed players; we're not going to have a good season. He has just been there. Has been so much negativity surrounding him and how his team looks this year that it's starting to look the same way on the field. They play very, very defensively. Very, very boring style of football that a lot of people hope they're going to change when Van Gaal left. It hasn't. And again, it's just his negativity takes so much of a toll on his players. Pogba might leave. He's been tweeting cryptic messages and his Asian talk shit about Manchester United every day. And even though the English transfer window is over, he could still leave by September 1st to go to some people are saying he's going to go to Barcelona because. Barcelona just needs another World Cup winner Superstar on their team <laughs> Mourinho he, he just has to be more positive If he's more positive Who knows And then my last uh, Point for the Premier League Things I'm watching Curses have been broken Harry Kane scored a goal in August hey.
0: The two time
1: Golden boot winner In the Premier League <clears throat> Has never Scored a goal in August Really? Yep
0: that's interesting.
1: never scored. He It seemed like he was cursed. He's always hit the post or he'd have a good shot and he would miss or the goalie would make an insane save. And earlier in the game against Fulham on Saturday, he hit the post in the second half. And I remember like texting people like, I told you he's cursed, Harry Kane doesn't score at August, and then he finally did. But <laughs> all has not been <coughs> happy in the world of Spurs. As we know, it has not affected them yet. Excuse me. Take take a take a breather there. Take a breather there. There we go. Um it's no secret, they didn't make any signings. Hasn't affected them yet. They kept the same team and the same team has looked like they've been off to a great start for the season. But their new stadium was delayed. It was supposed to open September fifteenth against Liverpool, but it was delayed a full month because of significant safety concerns. Yeah. And you know what those significant safety concerns are? What's that? The stadium's not done yet. Ah, (laughs) So there's still cranes everywhere. They still have to install like half the seats. Oh, okay. So let me put it this way. Such a Spursy thing to happen. I was talking to one of our friends who actually lives in Tottenham, lives in North London, and her dad went and talked to a security guard outside the stadium, and the security guard said they would be lucky to be in the stadium by Christmas. So what has happened is Tottenham has signed a deal with Wembley. They'll continue to play there up until 2019, when they said the stadium will definitely be ready. Hopefully by 2019, it's supposed to be ready good thing, in three good thing
0: weeks. Good thing you didn't buy those tickets yet. I'm hoping you didn't buy
1: those. tickets No. Yet. Okay. Good thing. No, I did not. Yeah. Well, so now the debacle there is. Oh, I I know exactly where you're Manchester going with City their game against Manchester City got moved to October 28th. Okay, so it was the same day as that Eagles game, because the Eagles play the Jags. Originally, my plan was to go to London, see Tottenham Manchester City in the new stadium the 27th, and then go to Wembley and see the Eagles play the Jaguars on the 28th of October. But because of the Premier League flex scheduling, they moved the Manchester City game to Sunday during the same time as the Eagles game. But the problem is the stadium probably isn't going to be ready yet. So they're going to be scheduled to play in Wembley against Manchester City, the same exact time the Eagles are going to be playing the Jags in Wembley.
0: Huh,
1: ha <laughs> So they're saying they might just flip it and just play at Manchester City and then go to Tottenham later in the season.
0: Oh well, yeah, I think it'd be better to do that because I mean that that's going to screw up a shit ton of things.
1: But what do you think will hurt Spurs more, make them go more Spursy? A lack of signings, not bringing in any new players, or stadium delays and debacles.
0: Uh, lack of signings. I mean, it it's soccer. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to play in, in a brand new stadium. What I thought you were gonna say, what I thought you were gonna say was, they already sold those seats, and isn't that stadium a, a way way bigger? Yes. than Wembley. No, so no, no.
1: I, Wembley is Wembley's bigger. Oh, okay. Wem- Wembley's bigger than okay. Tottenham's new stadium. But yes, that is a problem. People bought season tickets for their new stadium. And now they're losing out. But they said they're going to be reimbursing and figure something out. Okay. But there are a lot of people who almost were like me, who were going to be upset because they bought tickets to go over and watch that Liverpool game on the 15th in the new stadium. Oh, well. Yeah. So, Um. yeah. So, I can't wait. The Premier League is back. Rick should be watching a fun title challenge. I can't wait to watch my team in the new stadium. Arsenal sucks. (laughs) So, let's get into this week's little questionable call. So now, Rick, I saw one of our friends tweet this. And it kind of got me thinking. Do you care about the Little League World Series? Do you find as much interest in it? Is everyone else? What the fact that there's nearly twenty there's, there's been nearly twenty four hour coverage of the Little League World Series for like the past week or two.
0: Um I so I really don't uh the thing that interests me the most about the Little League World Series is every year it seems like there's been there's been a big story that comes out. It's like really cool to see it. Yeah. Especially like kids this age, like it's really cool to see. Generally good things, every once in a while some bad things. So this year, the probably the best thing that's happened was that that kid from New York threw a perfect game. Yeah, I I mean that that's awesome for a six inning little league little league game. That is incredible. And so I I watched like the uh, the, uh you ever watch those like of a perfect game every pitch of a perfect game on YouTube? Yeah. So I watched that and that that was cool to watch. That's really the only thing that interests me about the little league World Series is like this the stories that come out of it.
1: I like the Mets Phillies game a lot.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I I do like that when they when they send actual uh big league players to play on the field in uh, Cooperstown. When did they
1: start doing that?
0: That's a good question. I'm not really sure, but I mean, I think that was a really good idea because yeah. I mean, it, motiv- it it could be a motivational thing for kids to do.
1: And some of the And I liked how to, the Mets starting pitchers were sitting yeah, in the crowd.
0: Yeah, I thought that was awesome. So uh, I I like that. I, that, that's that's probably the biggest thing. And then it I would say it's almost like uh, NCAA basketball for me. Mm-hmm. In in the respect of I don't really watch it during the season, but once it gets to March Madness, I love watching NCAA basketball. World League World Series I never watch any of the preliminary stuff. But once it gets down, to, once it gets down to like the final bracket, or like the like towards the end of the bracket, then I watch it.
1: Like game. when it's like Ameri- the American states taking on like Spain, Japan, like yes. taking on the international team.
0: Yeah. So I I always like that. So, for, for that, like I'll I'll watch a little bit of it, but I don't. I'm not going onto my TV searching for low league World Series.
1: No, I do agree with you on that. It's like, the little stories are cool, but, like, does it deserve, like, literally 12 hours a day on ESPN? Or is it just because it's that dead of a season in sports? I wouldn't say it's dead
0: of a season. It's just the problem is there's... In a way, I I find there are so many sports going on at the same time that it's hard for me to focus on one. Right. And so many sports stories. That's why, at times, honestly... There are, there are troubling times to do this podcast. Because, because there's I'm, so
1: much going on. Because there's on. so
0: much going on. And I, I don't necessarily think of it as a bad thing. But I want to say... I want to think about what I'm going to say before I go on this. And sometimes when... Say right now. I'm thinking a lot about football and not so much about baseball. That I mean, that also could be because Mets aren't doing good. So I'm not really thinking too much about baseball. But I am following it enough to give my opinion on it okay so like i am watching games of that uh and i am watching football games and stuff so (laughs) little league world series has never been on my radar never Nah. the only thing that like i'll follow is like the big stories that come out of little league world series like big al like big al yes like big al i know you're all hyped about him
1: if you haven't heard he's a kid from new jersey um who calls himself Big Al, and he hits dingers. And then, so ESPN literally, like, fell in love with him and brought him on TV, and, like, people were hitting home runs during games. They're like, what's that, Al? is like, that's a dinger. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, with that, let's hit into the final drive of the week. And, Rick, would you believe it? Richie Incognito is back in the headlines because he threatened a funeral home employee while making arrangements for his father's wake. I, I So... <laughs>
0: I sympathize with Richie Incognito because I mean that's a horrible thing for your to go through your father's wake. I mean I just went through my my mother's, so I'll be like I get that, but I never I never thought I'd be angry at it. So, but I mean that's just kind of his ideology. Mm-hmm. So, I and mean, that's just Richie Incognito. What you got next? Uh I got forty six year old Derek Harkins has been charged with biting an opponent's finger off during a golf outing in massachusetts um uh i i i've have i play golf. chubs i, I play golf uh i have thrown a club or two for being frustrated i don't think i've ever been to the level of frustrated while playing golf as this guy has been
1: where you bit someone's finger off what the fuck well, how do you go there i that's what i want to know like <laughs> Was there a camera? Was there a scout or someone like riding around the golf course like watching this whole I, thing I'm happen? I'm kind of
0: just thinking that like...
1: <laughs> the only I, way I The, guy, the is
0: guy's <laughs> trying to pull a mulligan and Mr. Derek over here is like, No fucking way, sir. And then they get they actually get into a fight. They're rolling on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And so Derek just sees a hand just goes, Fold Mike Tyson on yeah. his fucking hand. Just,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That I, That's... Again, golf can be frustrating, I know. I don't play a lot, and when I do, I end up quitting after the third hole and just sulk and ride in the golf cart the rest of the time and drink. Um, uh, Yeah, I have no idea. That What's actually related text? fast. <laughs> yeah, right? um, Doug Peterson's new book came out. I'm excited I got it autographed, and I will be... Be shipping to me on Friday. Very nice. So I'm very excited to read that. It revealed that Mike Lombardi wrote him an apology letter after his now infamous comments calling him the least qualified coach in the NFL.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, good on Mike Lombardi for sending that.
1: Apparently I... he sent it in the middle of the playoffs. Like, they hadn't even won the Super Bowl yet. Like, it was like after the first division oh, round. Okay. But then, Mike Lombardi is a sports writer. Someone went up to him and said, Hey, Dougie. You should have Mike Lombardi write your book about you winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, and Peterson was just like, I'll pass. Yeah, but right. I, I'm really excited to read that book. Apparently, little snippets have been coming out of it, but apparently he had his ideas for going into the Super Bowl watching the Jaguars play calling. because He said that he was literally infuriated by watching the Jags take the gas off the pedal trying to uh, beat New England. so that was a big inspiration for his play calling uh what's next
0: uh let's go uh fuckhead Larry Nassar has been moved to moved from multiple prison facilities due to frequent assaults by fellow inmates.
1: So literally, he's just been thrown in prison, and he's gotten yeah, the uh, shit beat out of him. And if you
0: don't know who good old Larry is, he's the uh, he's the medic for the USA gymnastics team that have abused like hundreds of girls. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he deserves that.
1: Yeah, it, they said that knowing some people have worked in corrections, said that like those people are screwed when they go into prison because other guys are in for prison for life is like I killed someone because I got caught up in a gang or I did this for this reason but I never abused a child or I never raped a girl or I never did this thing so they actually target those people so good luck Larry. Uh, After Lazio's Serie A opener against Napoli in the world of Italian soccer, it was discovered that Lazio supporters from a certain group sent flyers to women telling them to stay out of their sacred space, also known as their specific section at the stadium, because they were taking up their space and they could not watch the game. Interesting. Intergastic. Uh, What you got about the return of Rowdy Ronda Rousey?
0: Yeah, so she... Finally, wins the women's RAW championship at SummerSlam this past weekend. Mm. She is the first woman to win a UFC belt and a WWE belt.
1: Still setting history. Yeah. Still making history. Uh, Athletics: Chris Davis hits a big home run for the A's after having a Make-A-Wish child autograph the back of his game jersey. I actually watched it this morning. It was cool. He was signing autographs, and Chris Davis said I wanted to give him the experience of signing an autograph, so he knew what he was like, so, like, what it's like to sign autographs, and then he wore the jersey with his autograph on it uh, the entire game and had a huge home run for him.
0: That's awesome. Good. Yeah, that's an awesome thing for Chris Davis to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, soon-to-be free agent, Kirk Bush won the night race at Bristol this past week. He's now a six-time winner at Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, Kurt Busch looking for, possibly, possibly looking for a new ride this year. It looks like he's going to be ending up somewhere else besides Stuart Haas. But you never know. He could stay with Stuart Haas.
1: How about Chase Elliott winning his first race? Yeah, man. By the way, that,
0: that I bought you a hat, and that still hasn't come in. So I need to check on that.
1: It's all good. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, the New Jersey Devils did not tease. They have officially released... A alternate jersey that is heritage green. So they're going back to kind of the old school red and green look from when the Devils first came to New Jersey. Rick and I watched the video when we first got here. It was pretty cool. I mean, the jersey's really nice. Yeah. It Personally, looks like- I want the all-black alternate jersey that I feel like Devils fans have been asking for for a while. But I don't hate it. I like the red and green. I,
0: I don't want that. Really? I don't want an all-black jersey.
1: Really? I want the all-black
0: I, I would hate that. In my opinion, I would hate that because I mean, not to knock the Buffalo Sabres black jersey, but that that's that wasn't a really good looking jersey. That was red, black, and white, mm-hmm. or red, black, and silverish, I guess, but kind of white. It was not bad, but it wasn't great. So I feel I feel like it would have that type of feel to it, except with like a devil face on it or whatever yeah. you want to put on it.
1: So but I, I'm a big fan of the Hurricanes third alternate.
0: Yeah. And also, I feel like black, like a all black jersey, would just look like a practice jersey. Uh, that's fair. So I, 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 I like this because it's it looks exactly like their
1: original jerseys. So or, or, it's nice. I like I, it.
0: I, actually, I would need to look back on. It. it looks very close to original jerseys, but I would have to see. Anyway, uh, Victor Cruz has officially retired from the NFL. I thought he already did. Uh, and looks to work in the ESPN booth. Or, not booth, yeah. at headquarters.
1: I thought Victor Cruz had retired too. Apparently he didn't.
0: Yeah, I think he I think he played like two weeks for another team, like the Bears or something.
1: Something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, so, some random team. But, uh, yeah, some random team, the Bears.
1: Duh, Bears. <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah, I mean, would you put him in the Hall of Fame? No, I wouldn't either. Okay, I always like I always like that question when I... because he was a big name at one point.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I, I feel like he wasn't like no, he wasn't Hall of Fame esque. No, will no. he be in the Giants Ring of Honor? More than likely. Uh, hmm. I think he will.
0: Ooh, that that that's a more question. See, I think definitely not for the Hall of Fame. If they let him in over other people, if they let him in over Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, like, that that would piss me off.
1: Right, I, yeah, that, that's not happening.
0: But, uh, Ring of Honor, very possibly. I mean, he did great things for them during their Super Bowl. And, and, just,
1: and he did a great thing for their organization, too, you know?
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: So, I, I could definitely see him as a Ring of Honor number retired, but not Hall of Fame. Very true. And then... Lastly, Adam Vinatieri is currently playing against players in the NFL who weren't even born when his career began.
0: <laughs> Good old Adam Vinatieri.
1: That's wild.
0: I, you ever see uh, the Pat McAfee stand-up? Yeah. So, Pat McAfee, he's the ex-punter for the Indianapolis Colts. He did a stand-up one time. It was pretty funny. And he, he was doing something because he invited a bunch of his teammates to come. He did something with uh, Adam Venetarian when he was there. He was like, I saw Adam t- Venetarian, and the first thought I thought was, jeez, this guy is fucking old. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, I that's mean, great.
0: if you still have the funds, you can still make money doing off, doing that. He he, sh- he kicked a 45-yarder the other day. He's 45, hey, right? He
1: went over 50. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He went over 50. 57. 57 huh. yards and he's 45. Wow, years old. I got
0: I got my information all fucked up there.
1: Yeah. I think you could just switch the age, but yeah, 57 yeah. yards and he's 45 years old. Good for him, man. The you new Golden Leg.
0: Dude, you know what's weird? I was watching I was watching the Seattle preseason game. Mhm. on that team. Golden Leg? That was fucking weird seeing him in a Seahawks jersey,
1: like as the first kicker.
0: I don't know if he's the first kicker. I just saw him kicking and I was like, "What the fuck?" I I never would have thought of him anywhere else but,
1: See, but being a Raider. I, I, I thought Goldman like was older. Goldenleg's forty. Yeah, but he are we the really only ones can... to call him Golden like I, I don't know. Good question. I don't know. I felt like we've we've always called Janikowski Goldenleg. Yeah, he's, he's called he's called
0: something else like the Polish something.
1: Yeah. Oh, the Polish cannon.
0: Yeah. Polish uh, cannon. We uh, call him. Uh, our, our
1: group of friends have always called him Golden like Yeah. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> was off the board in fantasy football in like the sixth round. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that has been this week's episode of the Wide Open Sportscast. Thank you everybody for tuning in.
0: Thank you all. You can find us on. Let me see if I can get this right. Okay. Uh, you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn. Got it. Find us on Twitter at Wide Open underscore Sports. And with that. Before we leave, oh here, yeah, that's
1: right, yeah. We have a fan question of the week for you, Big Al, the 14-year-old kid from New Jersey who hits a dingers, and Sister Mary Joe. If you didn't see, she was a nun who threw out the first pitch at the White Sox game, perfect strike, and threw a perfect curveball strike. It's Big Al at bat, Sister Mary Joe on the mound. Who wins?
0: Praise Jesus, Sister Mary Joe.
1: Praise the Lord. You tell us what you think. Big Al, or Sister Mary Joe. And we will leave you to ponder that till next time.
0: And I'm Rick. I am Fed. And you all have a great evening.
1: Bye-bye. Could you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay class. That's all folks.